Hello, hello, everybody. This is your witch and priestess, Rachel Leibovich, coming at you for Being Animal podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again and again. Um, Today, we're going to be chatting a little bit about dreams and specifically a word that I have heard recently in my Kohanet or Jewish priestess communities around dream weaving and what could this be? Um, So as you all who have been on this journey since day one can know, um, we've been building Esperanza's Acres and our offerings, and we're excited to announce that we're once again opening up our online offerings, which is juicy and beautiful. Um, We're having a dance circle community space online from 6 to 7 central time every Thursday, as well as opportunities for online one-to-ones with me um, from 11 to 2 central time on Thursday. And in these offerings, I've really been speaking more and more about dream weaving and the works that I do with dreams. And all of you know, by now I'm wearing lots of different hats, right? I'm on here doing the podcast. I'm doing one-to-ones. I'm leading ceremonies. I'm dancing. I'm drumming. I'm singing. But making art, you know, herbal tinctures, like growing lots of things on our land and repairing connection with the land, working with animals. We do a little bit of everything here. But one thing that hasn't got as much airtime as I wish is our dream work. And specifically, I'm talking about Talmudic tradition, which for some people might be a bit of a constriction, right? We know that the Talmud and rabbinic periods have had some pretty intense ramifications, especially for gender minorities and minorities in sexual orientation. And so if you're feeling that constriction with the Talmud, just roll with it. Um, We're interpreting it a little differently. But specifically, a lot of our ideas around dream interpretation come from Talmudic sources. And we're talking about the idea of a dream court, right? This group of people around three or four who would come together and help do work around dreaming for dream interpretation, transitioning nightmares into dreams. And there's so much in the Torah and in other biblical sources and in so many different cultures around the impact of dreams. We see lots of dreams given from divine sources. In Jewish tradition, dreams are notes from ancestors. There are a lot of specific prayers that folks can do to call on dreams and manifest dreams as they sleep. Um, Lots of angels that are invoked, directions that are invoked. The Shekhinah or the divine feminine is extremely important for dream weaving. Um, So it all kind of came to me rather late in my game, right? Or we're always in a state of evolving spiritually. But it fell so naturally with all of the other work that we're doing, specifically because Esperanza's Acres is really focused on healing. And when we heal in community, we're constantly leveling up, right? Some folks might call this raising your vibration, whatever works, but we're always looking towards the next step that we can take to grow and thrive. And that's the inherent beauty of the work that I get to do with you each and every day. And one of the things about dreaming 
when you take the word dream and you apply it in all of the ways that it's used in contemporary times, dreams can absolutely be, yes, I'm going to sleep and I'm, you might be having visions, you might be having messages from your ancestors, um, but they can also be things that we want to bring into reality, right? Like almost like a vision of the future. And so when I explain dream weaving to my clients, when they ask, I explain it as an alchemy of creating what is not real into what is real and what is scary into what is divine, which means we take your nightmare and transition it to a dream and we take your dream and transition it into a reality. An example I gave a good friend was you take a nightmare of perhaps a beloved pet or companion passing away. It's a nightmare. The dream that we could pull from that would be something as beautiful as intense connection with your animals, right? Your being a relational term there. But essentially, that's, that's your dream, right? To hold that love forever and ever and to go deeper into that love. That's the cause of the nightmare. The anxiety is coming from a lack of that. So the dream is this beautiful connection that you have with your animals. Of course, you know I'm thinking about Esperanza, right? And bringing that dream into reality can mean so many different things. But for us here at Esperanza's Acres that dream into a reality is accepting that animals are individuals and part of our society in beautifully complex ways and they're not just things to be killed without acknowledgement and things things they're not meant to be things this is powerful work right to move from something that is so terrifying, so holding of tension into something that can be gorgeously transformative. It speaks to really the depth of the work that we do every day at Esperanza's Acres in that we get dirty. We muddy the waters in order to clear them. Another way that we could think about this is we need to have the dust kicked up in order to remove it. If we just leave our ponds with the dust settling at the bottom, we know it's inevitable, right? That one day something will come along and mix up those waters to muddy them, to make it not clear that all of a sudden we're taken aback. We didn't ask for this. This isn't the work that we're supposed to do. And now my crystal clear pond is full of mud. I can't get through it, right? One thing that this type of dream work can do is piece that out. Vision those little dreams as a section, a part. Take slower steps. Instead of lighting it all on fire immediately, we're just quickly diffusing sections of it. This is a gorgeous part of our ecosystems. We see this with forest fires. 
the reason that we have such extremely intense forest fires today is not because someone started a fire. It's because we haven't been cleaning the debris from the floor with tiny bits of fire for centuries. Acknowledging the nightmare that lives in your subconscious mind, whether that's an actual nightmare, like you fall asleep, you have this nightmare, or whether it's an anxiety that you think in your waking time. What if I fail? What if I launch this podcast and people think that what I'm saying is ridiculous? And what if nobody shows up to my dance circles? What if, what if, what if, right? We're always anxious. (laughs) We're always anxious. But the beauty of acknowledging where the root of those feelings are is that it's normally a deep desire. When I have nightmares of my business not working out. When I get down on myself because I had a slow day or because I'm not making as much money as the next person. It's because I actually know in my soul that this business can heal people and heal relationship with the earth. It's no small thing. I am 110% confident in this. And my fear is that it won't happen, right? Like that fear is coming from a place of, I just need to get this out here. I just need to heal. I just need to help. I just need people to know that I am there as a resource. Beautiful. Beautiful feelings. We see this a lot in feelings like jealousy. An intense love for somebody so much that you're afraid somebody else is going to take that away. You're afraid that that person isn't going to feel those feelings back to you. It's vulnerable. But the basis of it is love. I think a lot lot about this with anger. Specifically, I'm talking about holy anger. We're not talking about the patriarchy of jealousy and violence, right? This is holy, righteous anger that comes from a sense of justice that's not being served, that you know could be. Ron Johnson was just reelected in Wisconsin. I'm angry about it. We just had election day. A lot of people were anxious. We know we can do better. These nightmares are really signals to us that there is another deep, deep, deep emotion that needs tending and honoring. And sometimes it's actually easier for us to live out the nightmare than it is to acknowledge our dream. Like it was a lot easier for me to be sad about not getting into a PhD program than it is for me when I have slow days at my business. The nightmare of not getting into a PhD program really holds a dream of never having to live with those systems in the first place. 
to never having an academy that was closed. That's big. When you can excavate that nightmare and really bring it to the surface, kick that dust off, start those tiny fires, you can all of a sudden see the emotion underneath and it's honored and then you can move that emotion. You all know I'm into dance. You can dance with that emotion. You can sing that emotion. You can put that emotion into a drum. You could start a podcast on a voice note like I did. You can speak that emotion. You can write a blog, write a poem, create art. You can move that emotion into reality. You can say, I'm so afraid of losing my dog. What would I do without Esperanza? Oh, it's a real fear of mine. Terrified. I find myself in moments of wanting to cry because I love her so much and I know that I'll outlive her and there will be a day when we'll part ways on this plane. And it can be really easy to caught up, get caught up in that death spiral, the nightmare of death. There's a quote from a while back. I can't remember the source, so if you remember it, tag me. But it said something like, every fear eventually comes back to death. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think there are a lot of fears about acceptance and community that perhaps are, in one way or another, equated to death. But perhaps not in the way we structure society today. But that fear is really love. It's grief. It's scarcity of time. It's a lot of things. It's not just a nightmare. So you tease it apart. You feel that thing out loud. And then next time, I caught myself feeling like, oh God... I just love her so much. What if she dies? Ah, what if she dies? What would I do? The shift is not into a spiral, going downwards, lighting my entire forest on fire, muddying my water so that they'll never be clear again. It's a journey of, wow, so in love with this dog. What a gift that we found each other in the weirdest way what a journey we get to go on how is it even real that that story happened that she's sitting next to me right now as I launch a podcast for a business named after her such gratitude no wonder I'm afraid I'm gonna lose her I love her that's vulnerable it can be way more scary to say that than say, I'm afraid of her dying. The death is not conditional, right? It's ultimate. But sometimes when we're vulnerable, it can feel like we need somebody else's response to validate that. When we come forward with our nightmare, it's easy for folks to be like, yeah, that's really scary. But when we come forward with our dream, 
we don't get the same, yeah, that's really scary, even though that's how it feels, right? When I shared my dream of Esperanza's Acres with my mom for the first time, it was the most terrifying experience I had ever had. (laughs) And it wasn't because I was in a nightmare state, right? The nightmare is like, oh my God, what if my business fails? Everybody can kind of understand that at some level. But to share your deepest dream and to be vulnerable and to share the real raw feelings that are under that, that's way more terrifying. It's messy work. It's messy work. But at Esperanza's Acres, we do live for that mess. We're into the digging deeper, the muddied waters, the starting fires, the things that have to happen for the death to occur. but only to bring about the rebirth. We know that everything is alchemized. So then when we turn that nightmare into a dream, that really stuck, sticky feeling, the grossness, the anxiety, the fear, the anger, everything, when you alchemize it into the dream, you're not done. (laughs) Because our next step is making that dream a reality. And that takes you, that takes me, that takes us. And that's why when we built this Esperanza's Acres, we're always talking in the we. I had somebody ask me the other day, who's we? I thought it was just kind of you over there. (laughs) Do you mean your partner? Do you have a a business partner? Like, who's we? Are you talking about Esperanza? Yeah, all of it. We. We. Esperanza, my partner, each one of you who listens to me send out a voice memo each week, each one of you who comments on my Instagram, who shares my posts, who shows up to my online and in-person offerings, each one of you who even sees my posts in their periphery or sees my name somewhere and thinks about me. All of the prayers, all of the blessings, I know I'm not alone. It's all coalition building. It's community building. It's giving back all the lessons that the journey from our nightmare to a dream has shown us. And it's coming together with other people who say, yeah, I've got the same dream. I got the same dream. Let's do it. This stickiness from the dream to the reality might feel a little different. And if you're like me, which is kind of inevitable in these types of situations, right? You go right back into the nightmare a little bit. You're constantly in that cycle. The nightmare to the dream to the reality. Nightmare, dream, reality. Dream, nightmare, dream, nightmare, reality, reality, nightmare, dream. (laughs) You're not just done. Once you get to the reality, because the beautiful thing is, once you get to the reality, there's another dream. When you excavate that, you'll find a nightmare. And under that nightmare is another dream. And then there's reality there. It's not so linear. 
But when I host my one-to-ones and the dream courts, which will be coming soon, so watch our social media and our website, we really do this work. We also do a little bit of my dream of your dream is this, da 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 like actual dream interpretation. It's so important to do both. Both are in our lineage. But the essence of it is dirty work. Rolling up your sleeves in the forest, in the pond. Scooping up your shit. So that we can find what's underneath. There are so many ways to move from these stages, right? Of nightmare to dream, dream reality. And that's part of the reason why I love what I do. Because we do all of it. We do all of it. I witness everybody. It's gorgeous. I hop on my podcast and I chat with you. I feel like I'm really talking to each one of you individually. I know that my voice will find you when you need to hear it or when I need you to hear it I know you'll find my Instagram posts when you're in that moment that you need a little something my Instagram has a little something I know you'll read my blog when you have questions that only written word can answer right now I know you'll dance with me when the words just cannot come through and you just need to move. I know you'll raise your voice in song with me when you feel as if speaking them, moving them, nothing else compares to the melodies of tons of people coming together. I know you'll drum with me when the vibrations of the pounding of our hands, of our feet on the floor, on the earth, on actual drums are the only thing that can meet the melody of your heart. I know we'll make art together. I know that when I put out my herbal tinctures, my candles, my incantation bowls, whatever it is, that you'll also feel that spark when you use them, when you hold them, you'll create. And when you need to sit in silence, I will sit with you in silence. And when you need to be witnessed, I will witness you. But at the end of the day, We're always in this cycle. Dream, nightmare, reality, reality, nightmare, dream, nightmare, dream, reality, dream, reality, nightmare. But we all get to move through it together. Beautiful. As always, we'd like to close with a shout out to Sabrina Nelson, who is our Patreon supporter. We really thank you for spending $10 a month supporting our voice and our mission and generally all the work we do. We just love knowing that you're out there. 
Um, if you want to be super cool and join Sabrina, I would highly recommend joining our Patreon where every episode is posted and we also include a form where you can tell us any type of feedback that you have. Give us all your comments, all your questions, and we'll see if we can address them in the next episode. If you want me to chat with somebody else as a guest speaker, let me know. If you want to hear about how you should handle a bad breakup that you just went through, cool. You know, whatever you need from us, if you're in the Patreon, we will hear it. So we just really appreciate your support. And as always, a refresher for our events and our offerings, we are doing all the things all the time. And specifically, we're drawing your attention to our Madison community in person at Alabudra. We've got one-to-ones from 12 to 5 at $42 an hour with none other than me. And we also have a community ceremony that changes weekly from 6 to 7 p.m. It's $5 to $25 sliding scale. So we hope to see you all there. If you're not in the Madison area, we love you. We're online. It's exciting to finally say that. Um, we, you can find us online at either rachellebovich.com or sbrownsacres.com. Our one-to-ones are from 11 to 2 on Thursdays, Central Time. And from 6 to 7 Central Time, we have a community dance circle. So no matter what, you can count on us to be hosting you Thursday night from 6 to 7 Central Time for $7.77. We will dance our asses off move from nightmare to dream from dream to reality it's all the dance of life thank you so much for listening and we'll hope to see you next week